Let's see where it is. Title of my message, The End of All Things. I know that's a crazy uh, title for uh, a missions day, but that's where I believe we're at, the end of all things. The, I got an advertisement on email one day, and it talked about how President Biden said we're just a minute away from nuclear war, a, a nuclear holocaust. And then it went on to said, so these are the three investments you need to make now. I'm like, <laughs> for what? <laughs> but, you know, it, uh, a lot of our government people think that, uh, you know, we're, we're close to that. I read today, just this morning, just turning on my computer, just looked at the screen, and it said that China is now planning for war. It said Chechnya is about ready to invade East Germany. You know, we already know that Russia has invaded Ukraine, and we know that there's a lot of things going on in our world today that aren't good and that aren't right. And the word declares that in the last days, well, you'll see. Why don't we stand and let's read this word this morning. Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 through 14. The signs of the times and the end of the age. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to privately saying, tell us when, when these things will be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my namesake. And then many will be offended and betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end will be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Dear Heavenly Father, as we're here today standing before you, Lord, at the hearing of your word of what the sign of the end times is like, Lord, we have been saying for many years because of all that is happening, all the wars and rumors of wars and the pestilences and all the stuff, God, that the earthquakes, the famines, it's been going on now. And Lord, we just see things coming to that great and terrible day, Lord, when things wrap up here on the earth. And I pray today for all of us here, God, that our hearts would be ready to meet you. That Lord, that we could take on the motto of the Marines, no one left behind. That our heart would be set on that and the mission would become clear to each one of us, Father. That you would give us the strength and the power, Lord, and the love to reach out in the mission, Father God, to see lives change and to come to salvation in Jesus Christ. 
We thank you for this time. Let your word become clear to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated.
testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. That means he can come back at any moment. He can come back right now. He's coming quickly. It'll happen in the blink of an eye. We'll be caught up with him in the air. Notice that he says, I'm coming quickly. And the believer says, amen, come soon. Is that what you are saying? Is that your heart's cry? will be left behind. In that moment, when the rapture comes, will you be left behind? So the question is, are you ready? Are you ready? That's the question. Are you ready? Are you ready? You might be asking, ready for what? Are you ready for Jesus to come back to get to church? Because that's what the Bible says. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning at verse 13, he says, But I want, I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring him with those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you, verse 15, by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself, himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. He says, find comfort in these words. And they are very comforting if you're ready to go to meet Jesus. It's not very comforting if you're sitting here today and you're going, I'm not ready to meet Jesus. I don't even know him. Well, this is Mission Sunday. And the reason why I'm presenting you to this way is this is the mission. This is the mission. Our job is not to save people, but our job is to present the way of salvation to people, amen? Our job is to tell somebody about Jesus, amen? Our words, our lifestyle, the way we carry ourselves, we need to just shine with Jesus all the time, amen? We need 
to live in such a way that people are attracted to Jesus. Not attracted to you, but to Jesus, amen? If you're living in such a way that you're turning people off to Jesus, you are going to have a lot to answer for when you stand before him on judgment day. See, the mission, number one, is to go. Go. Everybody say go. Go. You go. You share with others. You set your heart on things above, the heavenly things, amen? Jesus left us with the mission to tell others. That's our job. We're to tell others. And he said, he said in that first passage I read to you today, when we've told everybody, then the end will come. Everybody wants to know, when's Jesus coming back? When are we going to finish the task? When are we going to get this done? There's been so much um, help in the, in the internet, in the TV, to be able to get the gospel out there. You know, there's people preaching everywhere, many languages online. One of our missionaries, and he's on your, your paper, if you got that paper when you come, Troy and Sita Taylor, they're in the Philippines, and they're in an area where there's no Bibles that are printed in that language. And so what they've done is they've hired transcribers to start transcribing the Bible into that language so that they can get them printed and present them with the Bible. Isn't that amazing? Just some, you know, one missionary just in that area in the Philippines. And he's in a tough area. He's in an all-Muslim area. He's not in um, an easy place. Delon and I have been to Cebu in the Philippines. And we probably saw 8,500 people come to Jesus that week alone on Cebu. Wow, it was, it was an incredible time. But sharing with others can be done in many ways. You don't have to go to the ends of the earth to see the nations. I mean, we, we've got people from Africa here. We've got people from Indonesia here. You know, I mean, we, we have people from Mexico, from, from uh, China here today. You know, we, we're, we're a melting pot here in Southern California, and it's becoming more and more of a melting pot, and people are coming from all over. You know, so sh- sharing with others, you can do it in many different ways, but the message is always the same. It doesn't change, amen? The message doesn't change. Jesus came... He, as the son of God, he came to this earth. He died on the cross to pay the price for our sins because God can't be around sin. So somebody had to pay the price for those sins. So Jesus did that, shed, gave his life on a cross, rose from the dead, sits at the right hand of the father today so that we could be forgiven and healed in Jesus' name, amen? You know, but you, you don't have to go to the internet. You can share with your family. I know family's probably the toughest people to share with, but your family needs to hear it. Your family, because you don't want to get there without them. I mean, can you imagine you're standing there talking to your family and you leave and they don't? Woo. I'll just say that'll be on you. You got to tell them. You can share with your friends. You can share with your coworkers. You can share. I was looking because I thought I had a scripture in here I wanted to share with you. Um, do, do I have a scripture in that next one? There, I got the wrong. Yes, there it is. You, you know, that's, that's, that's in the next area. That's under pray. 
But you can share with people you meet in your community. You can go to, to other communities to share with them, amen. You can go to another country and share with them. Delana and I have been to many nations. I think we've preached in 15 different nations right now. And it's just incredible to, to go out. So, But the mission, the part of the mission that we can all do is go. Okay, you can go to your neighbor, your friends, your coworkers, wherever, but everybody say go. That's what we're called to do. You can go from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth, which would be like Corona, Riverside, California, and other nations. You can do that, amen? We don't have to all go to the same place. We don't all have the same calling as to areas where to go, but we're all called to? This side's a little weak. We're all called to? That's better. (laughs) We're all called to go. To tell somebody about Jesus. I just read about um, one of our missionaries that we support in Turkey on how he, he led a Muslim to Jesus. Now, we're talking just one person he led to Jesus in Turkey, a very strong Muslim country. And he talked about how they're suffering, but he led this Muslim to Jesus. And he was so excited in a little video he sent us that it's just like, wow, that's, I mean, that's great that you led one to the Lord, you know. But when you, you have to understand, when you go into places that are, are closed to the gospel and you lead somebody to the Lord, that is a miracle. That is a miracle. You know, because like when you go to certain places, it's illegal to preach the gospel. It's illegal to do that. You know, so the mission not only requires going, but the mission requires prayer. That's number two today, prayer. You you don't need to pray about if you should go because we're all called to go. But you can pray about to establish where you are to go. Amen? When, When we become a believer in Jesus, we're, we're no longer the mission, we're the missionary. Amen? When you accept Jesus, you're the missionary. You're the one that's to go. You're the one that's to touch people's lives for Jesus. Amen? So what should we pray for? He said in Psalms, there it is, Psalms 2.8, Ask me and I'll give, it to, give to you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. So we can ask the Lord for other nations. Amen? And he's not telling us to ask for land in the nations. He's asking to ask for the people as an inheritance to the Lord. Amen. We're to ask for the nations, to ask for the Spanish, to ask for the Chinese, to ask for the Arabic. We're to ask, we're to pray and and ask God for those to come to us. Amen. That we have that opportunity to speak to them. I love it, man. When I go to stores or someone and I see a, a foreigner, I'd love to talk to him. I'd say, hey, where are you from? I said, oh, chances are I've been there. And I'd say, oh, I've been there or I've been around there. And, and they're like, well, what do you do there? I said, I go and I tell people about Jesus. And they're like, really? I said, oh, yeah. And, and it's, it's so fun for me to open up and to just find somebody that I can talk to about it. To just say, come on, let me tell you about what I do to go there that I'm here to tell you right now. See, you don't have to go to the ends of the earth, but ask the Lord for that possession, amen? 
When you look around our area, you see that God has brought them to us. Just look around the room. Wait, you, Ivory Coast right there, you know? Indonesia over there. You know, who, who's China right there? Pastor Peter s- speaks on Saturdays at 4 to 6 because that's when the Chinese meet in China and go online with him to see. That's what it's about. I mean, we got Italian over here. We, you know, we have all, all the races that are in California, amen? Well, like I said, we have Spanish out there going right now. We've got Samoan out in the chapel going right now. We'll have Arabic here in a little bit. Pastor Peter was here last night with his family doing a service, you know? Yeah, but when you meet, when you meet people of these, invite them to come. You meet in Arabic. I, I meet all kinds of Muslims, you know, in the grocery stores. They're working there. It's like, hey, you know, are you a Muslim? Yeah. I said, you know what? We have an, you speak Arabic? They're like, yeah. So, you know, we have an Arabic congregation. They're like, you do? I go, yeah, but it's Christian. And they're like, really? And I keep going back and I keep seeing them and I keep just telling them. This one lady, she said, have you been, you know, she knows I go to Pakistan because she's Pakistani. And she says, have you been back to Pakistan? I said, no, but I'm getting calls all the time to go to Pakistan. She goes, well, keep the mission going. And I'm like, oh, praise God, she's for me. You know, she, she's not even a Christian. She's for me. Keep the mission going, amen? Keep it going. But you can invite people to come to church. Ask God for the nations. Everybody say, ask. God told me in the second year that I was pastor here that he would bring us other people groups and that we're to invite them in. That's why we have Pastor Peter. When, when Pastor Peter, you know, he came and he got stuck here because of COVID in 2020. And he couldn't leave. And we'd already been friends. And so we got together and we talked and we prayed. I said, brother, if you can't go home, let's plant a church. And so on Mission Sunday... In 2020, we ordained him. And then the next Sunday, we launched the Chinese church. And then that Monday, we got that stay-at-home order. It's like, I was like, you know, here we're on a roll. And it's like, just felt like we got sucker punched, you know. But that didn't stop Pastor Peter. He just went to find the Chinese and met with them in their homes. He went wherever he could to meet with them. And he kept having meetings in people's homes, you know. But you don't have to get on the plane to reach the nations. You just got to sometimes walk across the room. Not be afraid, amen, but pray for God to do it. Pray. When you pray, pray for boldness. Pray for boldness because, you know, I don't know why, but we get intimidated about sharing the gospel. But we should pray for that boldness. Pray for the right words for that person. That, you know, somebody was here last last Sunday and he wasn't sure, he's not here today because he got married yesterday, but he wasn't sure if he should, if New Hope should be his church. And so he loved the worship and everything and he says, all of a sudden, the Lord popped missions into his heart. And he says, okay, Lord, if the pastor talks about missions, I'll know this is where I'm supposed to be. And that's the first thing I talked about because I talked about today, last Sunday. And that guy's like, oh, my gosh. This is where I need to be. You see, and God will give you the right words. 
And you won't even know that you're saying them. If you ask, if you ask the Lord for the right words, he'll give them to you. And then you ask for divine encounters that you can meet people along the way. And you ask for fertile ground too, because it's tough when you're, when you're throwing pearls before swine. You know, when you're sharing the gospel with people who do not want to know, that makes it tough. It's hard when people are, they get mad at you or whatever. That, those are tough things. And pray for your gifts, the gifts that God has put in you so that you can utilize them in your encounters. So that you can utilize the gift of prophecy. So that you can utilize the gift of healing, amen? Pray for those gifts to come alive when you're out there. Don't just think it's safe in here to do it. Do it out there, amen? Pray for the love of God to flow through you, that people can see God's love in you and through you, amen? You may not always know what to say. I don't always know what to say. But it'll come to you. The Holy Spirit will pull that word out of you if it's in you. If you get the word of God in you, the Holy Spirit will pull it out of you. Amen. Learn some scriptures that pertain to, to sharing the gospel with people. And then pray over those scriptures. Like this next slide. Put that up. Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We have all sinned. There's nobody in this room that has never sinned. Right, Anton? Amen. We're all sinners. Amen. We've all sinned. And then Romans 6, 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. See, when it says the wages of sin of debt is death, it means that we will be eternally separated from God, that we will go to hell. That's what it means. Just simple, easy language. And then Romans 5, 8. This is where I start forgetting. Got to open my Bible. Romans 5, verse 8. And you know what you can do is you can highlight them in your Bible. Carry a little New Testament with the book of Romans. Highlight them on your phone. Put them in, your, put them in a note. Make it easy. Just put them in a note and pull up. Hey, I got this I want to talk to you about. He says, but Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So God, even knowing what you would do, the sins that you would commit, he knew you were going to do them, but Jesus still came and died for them. He loves us so much that he said, I'm going to leave the throne room of God and I'm going to come down and I'm going to pay the price out of love for them and I'm going to die for them. I'm going to pay the price for their sins. And it says, and sickness. So he left that throne. So you get that in your heart and you got it in your beat in you. And then you go to Romans 10, 9. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if we believe in our heart, amen, you got to believe in your heart, and then you got to confess it. And when you confess it, you're what? You're saved. You're saved. What does that mean? It means that you're no longer going to go to hell. It means that now you're going to go to heaven. And now that you, you commit your life to Jesus, and he's going to transform your life today. Amen? 
I mean, I remember, I remember right here being transformed, being set free right at this altar. I remember that. That never leaves me. It's always there. How when I ran to this altar, how the Holy Spirit fell on me and I was crying right there. And I just couldn't. I had to run to this altar and give my life to Jesus because I believe. I believe. I believe. Amen. Everybody say, I believe. believe. That's good. Yeah. But as you pray and read the word of the Holy Spirit, he'll draw it out of you. It's like, it's like you're a well and he's pulling that wisdom out of you so that you can share with people, amen? It just comes up and out of you and you're like, man, I didn't even know that was in there. Because you're allowing the Holy Spirit, you're giving him opportunity to move through you, amen? And when we pray, ask God how much you should give to those going to the ends of earth. That's number three, give. Not everyone is made to go to the ends of the earth. I, I'm, I'm good at it, just to be honest with you. And I'm not bragging. God has made me, given me the ability to travel, to go to the ends of the earth. You know, but I had a relative ask me, and we were getting ready to go to another country. And I said, why? Why would you go to another country when we need it here? We need help in America. And my response to him was that in Corona, there's over 90 churches. If you want to find God, you can find him. I'm going to go to places where there's no churches. I want to go to places where there's, there's not a church on every corner that people can just come and go as they please. I want to go to a place where a woman has a, a, a little piece of paper out of a Bible that she saved and it's got two scriptures and she shows Delanda, this is my Bible and she's got two scriptures on a little piece of paper. She says, this is my Bible and Delanda's like, oh my gosh. You know, it was overwhelming to know that this lady, her pride, her joy was that she's got two scriptures and I've got tons of Bibles. I got Bible on the internet. I got a Bible here. I got probably 10 in my office. You probably got just as many at home and they're all dusty. That lady just treasured the scriptures. We would smuggle in MP3 players. We'd take them and we'd take a stack of discs and make it look like it was new discs. And they'd have the Bible and they'd have books in, in a certain language that we were going to, these people groups. And we would take them out to the country and we would find pastors. We'd meet with pastors in the countryside and we would give them these so that because some of them pastors can't read, but they still preach the gospel. They still preach the word of God. They don't let anything hell them back. They got rid of their excuses a long time ago. We give them that MP3 disc and they play that and they learn the word of God in their language. It's just amazing when, when you get out of our comfort zone here and we go out there. You can find Jesus in Corona. It's pretty easy. There's a lot of churches here. But there's a lot of places it's not so easy. There's a major portion in the world that has no Christian influence. 
The reasons I have gone and many others that go and they stay is to exalt God, to encourage others, and to empower them. Our vision, our core values. I've seen thousands of people be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. Thousands. In one day in Peru, I saw 2,300 people come to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. My first trip to Pakistan, I saw 3,500 people get filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. In Pakistan, in Pakistan where it's proselytizing a Muslim in Pakistan is death by hanging, the penalty. And if they don't recant, they'll die too. I remember being in Pakistan and I preached, I prayed, laid hands on everybody to be filled with the Holy Spirit. There was about 350 people there. Every one of them stood up to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Laid hands on every single one of them. Then I prayed for the sick. Then they did testimonies. And, and, and this is where it gets a little nerve, you get a little nervous. Because you're in a country that says, if you proselytize a Muslim, it's death by hanging. So this lady came to testify and she said, I came in here a Muslim, but I met Jesus and he filled me with his spirit and he healed me. I'll serve Jesus now. I'm like, oh boy, be quiet. <laughs> don't tell anybody. That's why Jesus is always telling people, don't tell anybody what I've done, okay? Okay. <laughs> you know? You, you have to understand that when a Muslim comes to Jesus, they, they give up everything. When they come to Jesus, their family excommunicates them. In Saudi Arabia, there is no churches. Now, as a foreigner, I'm allowed to bring in a Bible, but I'm not allowed to talk to anybody about Jesus. And a matter of fact, in Saudi Arabia, if you convert someone, they'll be given the option to recant that or die. And that's who um, America's big ally is in the Middle East. Somebody that does not believe in Jesus. But yet we're allies with them. Let me tell you, when things go bad, they'll turn real quick. Just saying. So these trips that Delon and I have taken, we've probably seen 30, 40,000 people get filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. I, I last summer in Peru, I did three pastoral meetings and saw 1,500 pastors come to the altar for prayer, just broken, just overwhelmed by the mission, just humbling themselves. And I, I'm just one guy that does that. We support missionaries that are going out and doing that. They're going out and they're living there. They're just staying there. They're on the front lines. They're in tough situations getting the job done. We support Regan Glugosh. And she's, she's got a, a woman's home in Romania. She helps pregnant moms and she has a home. And she had a, a, a person that was always speaking against her and, until this person came to Jesus. Amen. We have, we have Pastor Alfred, our Ugandan pastor. I don't know if you see his Facebook post, but when he does crusades, hundreds, thousands of people get saved. 
when he's out there doing a crusade, that guy is a crusade maniac. He's winning people to Jesus, amen? He is doing it. We, we, we take care of a guy, Pastor Fred Kasike, in northern Uganda. And he does many crusades, and he's had 50,000 people come to Jesus in one crusade. These are the people that are out there doing it. Jason Fred, a missionary here out of Southern California, he does a radio show in Spanish out of the network office in Costa Mesa, but he goes to Costa Rica, he goes to Cuba, he goes to Cuba and does crusades, and many people are getting saved there. Amen. These guys, these people putting it online. The guy, Troy Taylor, that I just told you about, that's having the Bible converted into that language. He's in a Muslim country right there. The Philippines in Mindanao is not safe for an American to be, but yet him and his three kids are there and his wife. We have Lauren Becker, who's in Thailand, who's running English centers to meet people, to win them to Jesus, to bring them to her home, to train them up, to share the gospel message with them. Amen. There, there's just there's so many people that we're, we're helping. Mike and Dottie Files, they're in Chile, and they have a church in Chile, but they also work with uh, Latin American child care to get all the children into school. Amen. To get, we have... Thousands and thousands of people that are going to school because of the Assemblies of God doing missions in South America. And it's awesome what they're doing. But these are people that are go and put it on the line all the time. We have some great missionaries, and they don't just go into places that are safe. They go into the tough places, too. We have Pastor Emil, our, our Arabic pastor, and we have Pastor Peter, our Chinese pastor. I mean, if you look at their countries, Pastor Emil comes from Egypt. Pastor Peter comes from China and his family. These are not the safe places to promote the gospel. They're dangerous. In Egypt, you know, it, when I've been there a couple of times, it just makes you feel like not if but when things are going to go bad. You know, because I, I, I go, when I was there last time, I was up on the Nile River in a city. We had 15 armed guards. 15 armed guards that stayed with us. When I got off the boat, because I stayed on a ship on the Nile, really cool. <laughs> I mean, besides all the, the other stuff, but we, we went, we'd go to preach, and then 15 guards, man, the sirens blasting, and they'd, they'd lead the way to the church. When we drove from that city, it's called El Nina, to um, Cairo, three, four hour drive, that police escort was there with their sirens blasting and, and they made sure we were, we were covered. And you know what? I think they were all Muslims. <laughs> I'm like, huh, Muslims guarding Christians. That's a little different right now, huh? And, uh, but they, they made sure we were taken care of. But we have some great missionaries out there. You know, Pastor Peter, he works to get the, uh, to reach the, the new people, the immigrant Chinese. That's what he works to, to get a hold of them so that they can not only fit into America, but they know Jesus. You see, because a lot of people, a lot of Chinese people come over here because of our schooling. They bring their families over here because of our schooling, but the husband has to go back there and go to work. But if we could win them while they're here and they go back, they can take it with them, amen? That's the idea. 
We've, we've got to continue to think and strategize. The mission, it's all about the It's a little weak. It's all about the It's all about the It's all about the It's all about the mission. You're here because somebody won you or somebody invited you because that's the mission. Romans 10, 14 to 15, it says, how then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. They need to be sent. You need to be sent. Amen. If you have that heart's desire, get in our Bible school. We have four people right now that are getting their license with the assemblies of God because they've committed to learning and doing and growing. Amen. And it's happening right now. We're going to submit their four applications on Monday. But being sent takes money. It takes money. First time I went to Pakistan, it's going to take $5,000. I'm like, whew, Lord, I don't have $5,000. So I prayed and I, I felt, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply for a visa, Lord, and I'll pay. So I applied for a visa and I paid for it to get a visa. Now, I know guys that went down because you have to submit like three months of bank statements. You have to submit, like I had a letter from your organization, a letter from the church. I had to submit my passport and you give all this stuff to them. I mean, it's a thick stack of stuff. You give them your passport and they say, okay, you know, you have to give them a return envelope for your passport and you don't know when they're going to give it back. I've had people tell me I waited three months and they sent it back without a visa. And I'm like, Lord, I'm doing this by faith. I put it in there and I left and then Four days later, I got my passport back with a visa in it. Four days. I'm like, oh my God. The last time I went and applied for a Pakistani visa, I went and I sat, I've submitted everything and I sat down to wait to find out what they're going to tell me. And he was helping other people, other people. And he leans over and he goes, hey, don't worry. We're taking care of yours right now. You'll leave with it. I left with the, the visa that day. Because when you know you're supposed to go, God makes a way, amen? amen. So I, I'm going to go to Pakistan, $5,000. I get my visa. I said, Lord. And then that Sunday, somebody gave me $2,000. I'm like, Lord, I'm going to buy my ticket. I bought my ticket. Then $1,200 came in. And then we had Sister Lucy here. The Sunday I was leaving, because when she was done, I was going. And she said, Pastor Ron's going to Pakistan today. He needs money to go. She didn't, I didn't tell her about how much money I needed or anything. I, I left with $6,000. It was just amazing. God took care of everything. I took that, that $1,000 and I used that on another mission to go to another country later. But when I got to Pakistan, I handed the guy $3,200. The pastor I was working with, here's $3,200. I, I mean, first thing, two o'clock in the morning, I said, man, let me get you this money right now. He's like, okay, pastor, okay. We sat down and I counted out $3,200. I gave it to him. 
I went to bed, got up, and then I did eight days of meetings. Eight days. I did morning and night, every day. He was exhausted by the time we were done. We were preaching so much. And when I came home, and a week later, somebody calls me and said, Pastor, can I get the bank information for the church? I said, why? You know, I don't like to give out too much. Info. I mean, it's on your check. I mean, who cares? You know, your routing number, your bank account number. It's on all your checks anyways. I'm like, well, well, why, why, why do you need that? He goes, well, I want to send you an offering. I said, well, just send the check, man. He goes, no, nah, it's a little bit more than I want to send. I want to wire it. I said, well, how much money are you sending? He goes, I'm going to send you $32,000. I mean, he don't even go to the church. He'd been three years in Texas. He said, I really love you guys and I appreciate what you do. And we just want to send this offering to you. And I'm like, I just started crying. I'm like, oh my God. And then, so I get with Pastor Otto. I said, man, this guy, he's going to send $32,000. And he's like, he, Pastor Otto just stops and he looks at me and goes, how much money did you take to Pakistan? I said, well, I gave that pastor $3,200. He goes, you sowed the seed that unlocked what God wanted to do for New Hope. Amen? Amen? And what I'm asking you today is to make a faith promise to sow a seed into missions. You have everybody on that paper that we support right now. The AG Trust, that trust is for planting churches in America. The, I don't have that list in front of me. I get it. BGMC uh, is for Children's Ministries. Project Hope is feeding. Feed One is feeding. District Ministries are our local district network that uh, they take care of all this stuff. Jason Friend, Central America and Cuba, Reagan Glugosh, Romania, Lauren Becker, Thailand, Simon Gounder. We've had Simon, Asian Indians in America. He has Bible studies all over California for Asian um, Indians. He goes to India, he goes to Fiji. And uh, John Heidi, he does, he reaches out to seniors in America. Brandon Kirsten and Joseph Newell, they work for Chi Alpha, which is a ministry on college campuses. How many of you know college campuses need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ? And that's where they go. And then um, Dan Campbell is SoCal World Missions. He takes care of uh, Southern California and the missions of going out around the world. Doug and Kelly Samuelson, they go to Asia. They're doing Teen Challenge Centers in Asia. He's, they've got like 10 of them going. And it looks like now they'll finally start to be able to go as things are opening up around the world. Troy and Sita Taylor, Philippines. Micah Adams, Bolivia. Tanya Alderman, Cambodia. Nellie Johnson. She's been in India, but she's been home because India is a tough place to stand. When I went to India, when I came back, the pastor sent me a letter. And it was a government letter that was released that told the people of India on how they can, that if they don't do something now, that India will no longer be a Hindu nation because Christianity is growing too fast. They said, you need to poison their water. You need to rape their daughters. You need to kill them when you have an opportunity. This is the Christians they're talking about. So Nellie was in India doing a, a wonderful job and they kicked her out. 
So she's praying right now about a nation to, to go to. And then you got Gil Williams in Austria and Mike Files, Mike and Dottie in Chile. And all these people have their families with them out there doing the work of the ministry. Then you got Fred and Kasike in Uganda, Alan Bugama in Uganda, our Hope Again Orphan Home, and our Hope, New Hope Uganda with Alfred Alleluia. He has now got 60 churches under him in Uganda. Doing a great job. We have ACC, our Arabic church, Transformation of Spanish, our Hope Chinese, Hope Chinese, our Chinese church, and we have God's provision, our food ministry. You know that yesterday, where's my phone? Yesterday. Wow, I got a lot of Texas since yesterday. Um, we fed 107 families yesterday, which totaled out to 392 people. Yeah, wow. And last month, we fed 1,514 people in February. January, it was over 1,600 people we're feeding. Every Saturday, we're giving out these amazing boxes of food out there in the parking lot. They pull up and people, um, there's a guy named Ronnie, wonderful man of God. He, they pop the trunk, he picks the food up, he puts it in there, he takes their number and they drive off. Then we got Richard who goes around and he prays for all their needs while they're sitting there parked in their car. He goes around and prays for them and ministers to them. So that's our missions. And now that all these uh, things are lifted, I'm going to start traveling again to the ends of the earth. That's part of my calling. So, you know, we're talking about I need to go to Uganda. I need to try and work some of that stuff out. Um, I need to go to where Pastor Peter's from. I need to go to Pakistan. I need to go to Peru again this summer. So there, there's a lot going on, but the mission is big, and the mission is now. So I want you to take out that green piece of paper. You're either sitting on it, or it's on your seat, or you picked it up when you came in. It's called faith promise. It's a promise. It's not a tithe. It's above and beyond your tithe. It's, it's what you're going to commit this year to give whether weekly or monthly. And listen, it, it should stretch you a little bit. It should challenge you. Amen? My mission is giving. I'm not going to tell you how much it is, but it really challenges me every month. <laughs> it, it's, it's, that, that thought always comes. Oh, Ron, you should lower that. It'd be okay. But no, I'm going to keep going. We're going to keep going, doing what God has called us to do. But what we should do before we fill that out is we should pray. Because I don't want you to, to write in there what you think you can do. See, it's faith promise. I want you to write in there what God is telling you to do. That you make that promise. But before we do that, 
Let's just take a few moments of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, you have called us to go. You've called us to pray. You've called us to send, God. And here today, Lord, as we're gathered together, Lord, there may be someone that needs you, that needs to know you, that needs to make that commitment to you, to confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus Christ so that they know that they're saved, that salvation has come to them. So while your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I just want to ask you, if you're here today and you say, I need to make that commitment to Jesus today, I'd like you to raise your hand and just just wave at me so I can pray for you. You need to make that commitment. Okay. Okay. Come on. Come on. You haven't made that commitment. You need to make that commitment to Jesus. Father, I pray right now for those that are making that commitment, Lord, that you would just fill them overflowing with who you are. That, Lord, that you forgive them of all sins, God. Lord, make them new today in Jesus Christ. And Father, while we're here, we ask that you, you tell us how much we should give. Lord, what is that amount Lord's just telling me, I can't ask you to give more if I'm not gonna. Give me a pin, honey. Anybody got a pin I can borrow? It might mean that you have to give up something. Might need to give up them Starbucks. They're not good for us anyways. But write down what God tells you. And just know this, I'm not gonna call you every month. It's between you and the Lord, but I am gonna total it all up. So it lets us know what we can keep doing. So go ahead and fill in that paper as you hear from heaven what God would have you to do this year. If you did $10 last year, maybe make it 11 or 12 this year. 
Take a step of faith. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached around the world and then the end shall come. Danny, are you in here? Anton, Danny. Anton's right out that door. Guys, come up here, please. If you filled it out and you're ready, just wave at these guys right here and they'll collect them right now. Bring them on up here when you're all done, Danny and Anton. I'm going to pray over them. If you weren't ready to do that today, take it with you and put it in next week. Thank you. Anton, you you ready? He says, my mission's faith promise so all can hear. And just know that when you sow into missions, that goes into your account of that you've gotten those people saved. You send me, it's like, You've seen 30,000 people get filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. Amen? Dear Heavenly Father, we lift these up to you today. We pray, Father God, that we'd be able to do more than we've ever done before, Father. That, Lord, that the mission, Father God, would be at the front of our heart. Lord, I pray that, Lord, we would all be willing to go even if it's just walking across the room. I pray, Father, that we'd all be willing to pray, Father God, that we would pray, pray, pray for the mission. And Father God, I pray that we would all be willing to give so that we could send people to where we can't go, God. So Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your word today. And Lord, I thank you for the commitment, the faith promise that we have here today before us. Lord, may our faith grow stronger every day, God. And I pray that, Lord, the way that you bless the church when I went to Pakistan, I pray that, Lord, you bless these people of God as they sow seed into missions, that the God of more than enough would open up the windows of heaven to them, pour out such blessing upon them because they're about the mission, God the mission. So Father, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand today, huh? Praise God.
All right, enough of me. 